Next on BYU Sports Station, Plan B for BYU in the Big 12. What's the next best thing to conference expansion for Cougar football? Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman joins us. What he has proposed for the Cougars in the Big 12, moving towards eventual pigskin matrimony. (laughs) Plus, if you could give BYU a scheduling agreement with any Power 5 conference, where would you place the Cougars? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Are we live? We're live. BYU Sports Nation on your radio and TV, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Wednesday, June 18th. What is up? My name is Spencer Linton. To my left sits former host of the dating game, Jerem Jordan. That's not true, and especially with this nasty mustache, (laughs) which we will shave this week. It has been announced. I say we, I. Jerem is going to shave his cha-cha-cha-chia mustache on Friday's show. How are you going to perform that? How are you going to execute that on the air? I'm wondering how we're doing that myself. You better figure that out, man. I almost shaved it out this morning. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so terrible. Let's get rid of this. (laughs) You brought up a great point. On Father's Day, you're holding your one-year-old child, and those— We take pictures and stuff, you know, it's Father's Day. (laughs) Now they're forever. Now, anytime anybody now, looks at those pictures. I look like my dad that had a mustache in, in 1984. And what was, was your born. reaction to the, to the first time you saw that picture? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it's okay. Off You'll know. The, I, mean, I mean, Twitter has spoken. It's got to go. Uh, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. Please send in your comments regarding Jerem's mustache well, using the hashtag BYUSN. <laughs> but for real, mark your calendars for Friday because uh, it, it's coming off. Thank goodness. You watched the Lego movie yesterday, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, I said yesterday I was going to buy it, so I did. Uh, got was it, it worth the money? Oh, yeah. Totally. Loved it. <laughs> I caught so many lines in that that I had not seen before because the pace is so quick in that movie. It's a go fast, go hard uh, movie. You should get it. It's I it's highly, fun. highly it's, recommend If you haven't seen it, it it's fun. Uh, today's Twitter question is very intriguing, and we're going to get in detail Uh, go into this in detail about why we decided to go this direction. But uh, let's go ahead and set it up right now just to get the the conversation juices flowing. The question is, what Power 5 conference would you like to see BYU enter into a scheduling agreement with? We're leveraging the article by Barry Trammell in the Oklahoman. We'll talk to him in a few minutes. Uh, The idea of a scheduling agreement with the Big 12 is rather interesting. So any conference, what do you think? I think the MAC. No, I don't think that. (laughs) I think the Pac-12 regionally. You blaspheme. uh, Tradition. I think that'd be awesome. Big 12 would be great. Pac-12, that'd be awesome. And I'll tell you in a few minutes, does BYU essentially have that already? We wondered when this was going to happen, and surely enough, somebody on Twitter went there. At Prash10. Um, SEC. Do you really want the SEC? Sure. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. All right. Why I mean, not? Where are your biggest fan let's, bases? Let's talk about it in a second. Exactly. Well, well, Pac-12 would be number one if it's fan bases. Listen to BYU Sports Nation New Nation on BYU dude. Radio Series XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast because we're on TV as well on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. Yeah, let's dig into this. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Dating the Big 12. You can't join a conference. And expansion isn't currently happening, ca- happening, I should say. So what's plan B? Answer, 
a scheduling agreement. Interesting. That's one of the first thoughts I had when BYU scheduled UCLA in a home-and-home home or home-and-road, Jerem, mm-hmm. recently. You. If a conference like the Pac-12 doesn't want BYU entirely, yet they still continue to schedule a ton of games against BYU, I believe you said 19. 19 after this year. After this year. Why couldn't a scheduling agreement take place? Along those same lines, why couldn't BYU do that same thing with the Big 12, who obviously doesn't want to expand right now, but are monitoring BYU's program? If you can't get married, what do you do, Jerem? Well, first you should date. Yes. Right? And date longer than, like, three months. I'm talking to you, BYU students. (laughs) Get it together. Four seasons at least. Come on. By the way, I saw something funny on Twitter or uh, on the internet today. Just one thing that was funny. Someone said BYU's Big 12, the Apostles. <laughs> <laughs> it's a match made in They are in the heaven. Big 12 of the church, right? Yes, I love the, the idea of a scheduling agreement. If BYU cannot get into a Power 5 conference in the next couple of years, if a scheduling agreement was possible, do it. Now, the idea from Barry Trammell in the Oklahoman, the which is where this days, conversation was sparked is that the, uh, you go 3-2, BYU would get three, uh, three road, two home, and then the next year you switch that. Great. I would love that. I would love that with the Pac-12 more, but I think it would be great with any Power 5 conference, especially the Pac-12. Barry Trammell is a writer for the Oklahoman. Uh, he has been since 1991. He will join us in about 13 minutes to discuss this at length. Uh, he wrote... He wrote about this because a West Virginia fan uh, wrote into him, I'm sure on one of his comment boards, and proposed the idea of a BYU Big 12 scheduling agreement. So Jeremy and I, we sat down, we talked this morning, along with our producer Ben Bagley and a bunch of our production assistants. Uh, That's that's exactly what we do. What are the benefits for BYU? Of a possible scheduling agreement. Scheduling stability with a Power 5 conference. This would be the acknowledgement from the Big 12 that the ACC and SEC are not willing to give BYU right now. That they are taking away. Well, they're saying you they're are not, not a Power actually 5 taking op- away anything. Because BYU is still scheduling strong. They're still scheduling. But what I'm saying is there are heavy rumors that they are not going to be counted as a Power 5 non-conference They can opponent. still schedule BYU. They can they still just won't schedule count them, as a but P5. it won't count them. What I'm saying is the Big 12, if they have a scheduling agreement with, with BYU, who cares what the ACC and the SEC say? Because I this say is who the cares what the ACC and the SEC right say, now? regardless, no matter what the circumstances are. I'll give you are. that. I don't I'll care. You, I'll give you that. They don't, they don't care about BYU. So we don't care about you. You would be in the same category as Notre Dame in that right yes. that you would have a scheduling agreement with a yes. P5 conference. We're not saying That's... BYU is Notre Dame, but you would be the same. I've always said Notre Dame's the BYU of the East. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's Southern Virginia. No, uh... no, BYU would be held in, in uh, the same category, the same quadrant as Notre Dame if you had a scheduling agreement with a, with a P5. Because guess what? That's what Notre Dame has with they... the ACC. And Notre Dame gets to keep their NBC television rights. Yes, BYU could maintain its ESPN contract, all that. This is an idea. So what are the benefits for the Big 12? Because we're like, okay, well, we see the picture for BYU. But why in the world would the Big 12 want a scheduling agreement with BYU? And we'll tell you why. An additional competitive opponent. Solid strength of schedule. Beating BYU will help your resume if you want to make the college football playoff. It's not going to hurt you. 
What's going to hurt you is playing middle, I don't know, were East you Carolina. Say Tennessee? No, I was not going to say middle Tennessee State because they were a bowl team last year. But we're, I don't know, Just Southeastern Louisiana State University, the Mud Dogs, being... led by the Water Boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, Got to get the quarterback. Scheduling BYU and beating BYU is going to really bolster your resume. That, br- that brings opponent. us to the stat of the day, Youngblood. Play dun, the music. Dun, dun, dun. It's stat. the BYU oh. Sports Woo. Nation stat of the day. Like my dance? Five. BYU versus Texas this year is the fifth best non-conference game for the Big 12 teams, according to David Eubin of Fox Sports Southwest. He said a win for the Longhorns here would be enormous. And that's a home game for Texas. That's against an eight-win BYU team last year. BYU is... A Power 5 team that's not in a Power 5 National conference. relevance. The These things scream the, national the, relevance. Yes. BYU's got to win a little more to be taken a little more seriously in some corners. But that's a big game, according to someone that has nothing to do with BYU. It's behind games like Florida and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma, Tennessee <laughs> is number six. Okay. And BYU-Texas is five. Okay. National relevance. A number of Big 12 teams... Need help in their non-conference scheduling. Uh, do they have strong enough schedules to get into the college football playoffs? No, I don't. I'm not sure a Big 12 team makes it in. We're going to talk to Barry maybe, Trammell about that. Maybe Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas. Heck no. Kansas, Iowa State, and Baylor. <laughs> Come Baylor, on, Baylor still has Bryce Petty, so they have a shot. They just, Baylor's a good team, but they don't yeah. schedule anybody non-conference. Schedule BYU. You want to get to the national playoff? Schedule BYU. That's what has to happen. Are you saying they're going to beat BYU and then they get to the playoff? Well, no, but it, like, it helps you yeah, like, if you have the opportunity there. It sounded like you thought that'd be a win. And this is an outside <laughs> thought on my part, but the recruiting footprint in the Intermountain West has been gone since Colorado left for the Pac-12. I don't think the Big 12 cares about Utah. Um, I don't. I'm not saying that they care so much about Utah, but BYU is a name, so more people start to watch your games. So playing BYU increases your national recruiting footprint. I feel like it does. BYU is in the Intermountain West, yes. But when the Cougars are on ESPN and everybody was watching that Texas ES, or uh, Texas yeah, BYU game yeah. last year. If I'm Texas Tech. You're getting noticed. If I'm Texas Tech and I play in Provo, it's going to be on ESPN. That's a benefit. Listen, are you watching Kansas-Texas Tech on a Saturday afternoon? Or are you going to watch BYU play Texas Tech? Exactly. It's TV Revenue generating power. Jake Keeps is like, I'm gone. South Beach, baby. They're big money games, and that's what it always comes down to. Jake Keeps going to the Miami Beach Bowl when BYU plays? It's in Miami. (laughs) The dude's going to live in Miami. No. I I guarantee he will not be there. grad school. I also guarantee that Tom Homo has already thought about this Big 12 scheduling agreement. He's a really smart, savvy athletic director. I think if it was there and BYU didn't see the opportunity to actually get into a P5, which is not there right now. I wonder how much of an option that actually is. Our Twitter question today is what, which conference, which P5 conference would you like to see BYU enter into a scheduling agreement with? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Okay, at first underscore Schmitty. Pack 12 so we can redeem ourselves and get the beatdown on Utah year after year after year. I mentioned that I would say, if uh, I teased if I would say whether BYU kind of had something with the Pac-12 already. Not as much as you'd think. The most, that BYU, the most games in a season that BYU has scheduled against the Pac-12 right now is three in 2016 and 2020. I would love a scheduling. It doesn't have to be five games, but 
three games, four games, I don't know, the Pac-12, or even Big 12, just a couple of games that every year you know you're going to have. BYU will schedule fine without it. Don't get, don't yeah. get me wrong. Don't get us wrong. But a scheduling agreement with a P5 would be great because BYU is playing somewhere in the, the realm right now in the future of, I don't know, three or four games a year against P5s. Which is pretty lo- good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I would love a little more. Why not? Then, then it's like you're a P5. You're not playing eight or nine games, but if you're playing any other outside of that scheduling agreement, you're up in the six to eight range. At Foof's Chili Plate. I don't care about scheduling agreements. They need to do all they can to get themselves into a Power 5 conference. Here's the thing. This is potentially the next step. Date a yes, Power yes, 5 conference. Yes. Become more relevant. Get known. So that would, fall, that would filter into the doing whatever you have to do to get into a Power 5. Would it not? Yes. It's, it's a step towards that. If you can't get in, do that. Up next, Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman joins us. Why in the world would he write an article about BYU going to the Big 12 with a scheduling agreement? That's next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. You can follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation for a ton of good stuff. It airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain, simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Just five days from now, BYU football will hold its media day live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. 11 a.m., state of the program, uh, 12 to 2 Eastern, BYU Sports Nation, two-hour edition of this program. And then 3 Eastern, BYU football, great moments then and now. Don't miss it. Five days from now. Can you believe it? I'm guessing the Big 12 will at some point on Media Day come, come up, up in a yeah. question. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb there. And our Twitter question today is, what Power 5 conference would you like to see BYU enter into a scheduling agreement with? The reason we're going there is because of an article that we read recently in the Oklahoman. If, if expansion is not happening and BYU cannot join a conference right now like the Big 12, what's the next best thing? We think it is a scheduling agreement. agreement. And the man who is responsible for that column from the Oklahoman, Barry Trammell, he joins us now. Uh, Barry, when you first heard this information from uh, this West Virginia fan that wrote into you, uh, what was the thought process that uh, got you thinking, well, maybe I should, I should publish this and put this out there? Well, you know, I actually, I actually uh, try to publish um, interesting takes and analysis and, and information I get from readers and uh, the thing I like about the uh, conference alignment, realignment, some things I don't like about it, but one thing I like about it is I've been introduced to a new fan base uh, out in West Virginia, and a lot of those guys have, uh, you know, so a lot of sharp ideas and, and a new perspective. You know, people around here, I pretty much know what everybody's thinking. So uh, it's a little bit of the same thing, just conversing with people from Utah and all the talks. I really enjoy the new perspective and learning stuff. And I thought his idea about a scheduling alliance with Brigham Young made a lot of sense. I think it works. Uh, I think it, it, it helps both parties. You know, Brigham Young obviously needs some, needs some uh, scheduling assurances in terms of getting quality opponents on a regular basis. But the Big 12 could use uh, a scheduling upgrade also. Oklahoma and Texas and uh, a couple other schools have done a good job of playing non-conference schedules, but a lot of our teams, you know, they're, they're driving down Run Dumb Boulevard and, and want to dumb <laughs> down the schedule as much as they can. So a Baylor and a Texas Tech and a Kansas and, and people like that really need to sort of be uh, taking, uh, kicking and screaming into, into tough scheduling. So 
I think it would be a good thing for uh, the Big 12 and, and Brigham Young to work something out. Barry, at some point it seems like BYU obviously has ambitions to be in the Big 12. The Pac-12 to me makes more sense regionally and uh, traditionally with BYU. But BYU looks, as Bronco Mendenhall said, we would love to be in the Big 12. If BYU and the Big 12 had a scheduling agreement, is that, does that limit BYU's possibility of actually expanding into the conference, or does that help? Oh, I think it helps. Um, I mentioned this to somebody else from Utah. Uh, I think uh, one problem the Big 12 has with Brigham Young is just the unknown. Um, not, not been a lot of, uh, of uh, relationship there over the years. And, uh, you know, we've heard stories about you know, BYU difficult to deal with uh, when they were in the Mountain West and uh, the Sunday, uh, the no Sunday competition thing and what that means. And just, I think there's a lot of mystery. And I think, uh, I think scheduling would, uh, would sort of pull back the veil a little bit and let these two parties get to know each other. Uh, you know, you play a football game in Austin or Norman, or you, or you play uh, Oklahoma State or West Virginia in, in Provo, uh, you know, it's a big deal for, uh, on every campus. And uh, the presidents, uh, the leadership could get to uh, interact more. The administration get to act, interact uh, more. Uh, you know, if you had a scheduling agreement, I'm sure there'd be summer events uh, at the uh, at the bowls or in various conferences where you'd be around each other more and just get to know each other. You know, uh, a lot of these uh, a lot of these uh, conference realignment things happened with people really not knowing each other. You know, and I think that's going to be a I think that's going to be a problem at some point. And uh, I. I, I likened it to dating and marriage. Yeah. I mean, you, you really don't want to marry somebody yet and spend some time with. I think it'd be good for, for Brigham Young and the Big 12 <laughs> to get to know each other. So uh, I think that's a good thing. And, and so, uh, and you know, maybe it, and it's not just a one-way street. Maybe Brigham Young finds out some stuff about the Big 12 that it really doesn't want to be a part of. I mean, maybe it finds out that Oklahoma and Texas are sort of ramrodding the whole thing, and, and that's not really what they, what they want. So... Uh, you know, I, I think I think just just information and familiarity is a good thing. In reference to the perception that BYU is a little hard to work with in the Mountain West, uh, I want to make an analogy. BYU to the Mountain West was what what Texas and maybe Oklahoma are to the Big Twelve. They think they deserve a little more. And uh, I'm sure that's yeah. I'm sure that's the case. Yeah, I'm sure that's the case. And now the Big Twelve, we we really had four schools that sort of. Uh, Stood out and, and had the big had the big uh, old budgets and, and tried to wield the power. Nebraska and Texas A and M were part of that, but they're gone. So now it's two out of ten. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. I don't know what the situations were with the Mountain West. That's just that's just what you hear out here. And uh, I think uh, you know. I think Texas, especially, would feel a kinship with Brigham Young because. Uh, you know, Texas has its own network. Brigham Young has its own network. Now, Brigham Young's network is is different and more, you know, has a lot more, lot more outreach and, and tentacles than just uh, you know promoting Longhorn athletics. But it's still a, you know something unique, uh, fairly unique to uh, to those schools. So uh, I think there's a lot of uh, I think there's a lot to be said for for getting to know each other. Barry Trammell, sports columnist at the Oklahoman since 1991. You can follow him on Twitter at Barry Trammell. Listen, BYU, I get the benefits for them joining the Big 12 Conference. Uh, we've listed them out, and there are a number of them. If you had to pick out one or two of the biggest benefits for the Big 12 in 
creating this scheduling agreement, what what's in it for the Big 12? Because we all know that it's it's about a two-way street. So what does the Big 12 really get out of an agreement like this? A scheduling agreement for the, with Brigham Young for the Big 12 would be um, – it would be uh, assurance of more good football games. The, the television networks, ESPN and Fox, are paying a ton of money to the Big 12, uh, way more than they used to pay, for uh, the rights to, to show these football games. And the truth of the matter is the Big 12 largely delivers with quality football. But sometimes uh, we come up on a Saturday. I think there are two Saturdays this year when the, it's frankly just not anything worth watching. And if I'm a television network and I look at some of these some of these Saturdays and I'm saying, you know, Kansas versus Texas is the best football game I've got to show. Yikes. I mean, oh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be 41 to six at halftime, and and um, you know, there's going to be 14,000 people in the stands at, at Lawrence. So <laughs> what, what are we you know what are we paying for? So uh, you know, Oklahoma and Texas particularly, uh, TCU and um, to some degree even Iowa State have, have really done a nice job. They schedule well. They have a good, solid non-conference schedule. Um, but some of the other schools in the league are, have just dumbed down their conference schedule to the point where, uh, you know, Baylor's become a very, very good program. New stadium, uh, won the Big 12 last year. But they still aren't stepping up to the plate when it comes to scheduling. They're still playing rum dums primarily. So uh, I think uh, some of these schools need some need some help in getting quality opponents on their uh, on their schedule. This is a uh, this has been a sort of a uh, priority for the Big Twelve office, but also people like Oklahoma and Texas saying, "Hey, why isn't everybody contributing to the you know the, when Oklahoma plays a, a Florida State or a, a Notre Dame?" Uh, it's uh, Ohio State's coming up in a couple of years, and um, it's it's a it's a situation where you know the the uh, the Sooners and the Longhorns are really enhancing the conference television package by who they're playing, and um, and uh, some of the other schools aren't, and I think that's created a little not animosity, but it's created some concern that you're going to you're going to hurt the uh, the value of this television contract. Brigham Young would help change that. Brigham Young playing Kansas State. Brigham Young playing Texas Tech. Brigham Young playing Oklahoma State. Those are quality games that a lot of people would want to watch. Hey, this sounds great. Let's do this right now. That's what I say. <laughs> Barry, a lot has been made of the ACC and the SEC unofficially saying that they won't count BYU as their one P5 non-conference game that in the future everyone wants to amp up for the college football schedule. Is the perception in the Big 12 that BYU is P5 worthy? Oh, yeah. I think so. How could it not be any... after Texas, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think anybody thinks. I don't, uh, you know, I mean, uh, certainly here in Oklahoma, uh, I mean, the Sooners have played Brigham Young twice and, and lost both times. So, um, you know, I don't think anybody's sitting there thinking, uh, you know, Brigham Young's not worthy. I think the, the football's the least of the problems for Brigham Young, the quality of the football. And frankly, and that's being said, even at a time when Brigham Young football is not as good as to say it used to be. I right. mean, uh, I mean, my impression of BYU football is that the program has dipped a little bit in the last five, six, seven, eight years. But – uh, it's still quality, and it's still good, and they can still beat you. So I think that, that's the least of Brigham Young's problems. 
I think uh, geography, uh, politics, and just really the uh, uh, sort of the, the marketplace right now is not demanding the Big 12 do something. Until the marketplace demands it, whether that marketplace is the television networks or the college football playoff, I think the Big 12 is, is, sort, of, uh, is sort of stable and, and content where it's at. Do you envision a scenario where BYU will ever be in the Big 12, Barry? Sure. I've, uh, I've come up with, uh, with three scenarios by which the Big 12 could expand. Now, Brigham Young's got two issues. One is the Big 12's got to decide it wants to expand. And then it's got to decide it wants to expand to Brigham Young. So that's a, it's a two-fold problem. And right now, the Big 12's not getting off to you know, ground zero. They're not interested in expanding. But if they did expand, then it would become a situation where uh, the Big 12 would have to decide whether to go that far west when it's already gone as far east as it has with West Virginia. And West West Virginia is on an island. And that's a problem for West Virginia. They keep a stiff upper lip. They don't complain about it. But the truth of the matter is, when you're that far away, and you, you feel isolated. And when the Big 12 mistakenly did not add Louisville when it had the chance. Uh, it could have just gone to 11. It could have given uh, West Virginia a, a sort of a neighbor. It would have added a quality athletic department with a good brand. Uh, it would have given the Big 12 an 11th member, and it's easier to get to 12 from 11 than it is from 10. But when the Big 12 didn't do that, it really kept West Virginia on an island. And I don't know if the Big 12... If it expands to 12, one of them would come from the east, I'm sure, to give West Virginia uh, you know, a little bit of a, a bridge. I don't know if the Big 12 would be willing to, to create another island out west. Here's a, here's a stat I love to give people. Nobody believes it until they go to MapQuest and look it up. But from Oklahoma City, which is sort of the geographic center of the conference, yeah, from Oklahoma City, to Morgantown, West Virginia, is closer than it is Oklahoma City to Provo. Wow. Interesting. And no, yeah, nobody really understands. You, you don't think that way, and I didn't think that way, because How Oklahoma much City, we, we, we sort of think of ourselves as a western city. You know, we're, we're not way west, but we're southwest, and, you know, our culture is sort of west. And then, of course, Provo's in the west, and so you sort of you have a natural sort of affinity for people out west. But it's a long way out there. You guys are a long way from us. Uh, Colorado's a big state, and Utah's a big state. And Oklahoma, when you're going that direction, going up through the panhandle of Oklahoma, that's a long, st- a big state. So it's a long way. So geography is a problem. Uh, I don't think it's insurmountable, but it is a problem. But I do, I do see some scenarios by which the Big 12 could expand, uh, could be uh, compelled to expand over the next few years. One is, we talked about them, the marketplace of television. If the television's ever said, you know what, this isn't working, we're paying you a lot of money, we need we need more good games, we need two more teams, we need nine conference games, but uh, two more good teams and, and a conference title game. Well, uh, the TVs are calling the shots. If they want it, it'll happen. The other scenario is if the, the new college football playoff, uh, who knows how that's going to shake out. I can see a scenario by which the Big 12 excelled with access to the college football playoff at the expense, say, of an SEC. The uh, the first time an SEC uh, champion 
loses in the SEC title game and is is not selected for the college football playoff, and let's say a, a Big 12 champion, make an 11 and 1 Big 12 champion makes the college football playoff, and an 11 and 2 SEC champ that just lost in the championship yeah. game doesn't make it. Uh, I can see an emergency board meeting of uh, the Power Five in which the SEC is saying, hey, this is going to stop. You guys are going to do the same thing uh, that, uh, that, we, uh, that we're doing. You're going to play a, a championship game, and uh, they, could, they could sort of put the hammer down and, and get, get their other conferences to back them. And the Big 12 might, might feel compelled to expand. I can also see the Big 12 getting shut out of college football playoff opportunities. Let's say over a four-year period, they get one school in, uh, one team in in a four-year period, and uh, it's clear that the committee is really valuing uh, uh, the uh, conference championship games. If that would happen, I think the Big 12 would take a hard look at it and say, you know what, we got to get in that, we got to get back in the boat. So I think any of those scenarios, it's feasible they could make uh, they could make uh, the Big 12 look long and hard about expanding. Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, that's great insight. Uh, it's certainly a new perspective for us uh, because we, we look at the BYU benefits of this scheduling agreement, but uh, interesting take to get the Big 12 side of that. We appreciate the time, and uh, we'll talk to you in the future. Okay. Good luck to BYU. Thanks, Barry. Really intriguing stuff from Barry Trammell of the Big 12 right there. But what does dating the Big 12 really do for BYU if it if if anything at all, Jim, what what really happens get, right there? You get quality games. That's most important, right? You get you get some uh, Power Five conference games in Provo. More of those is better. Fun fact, by the way, all time BYU's two and zero versus Oklahoma and three and one versus Texas, and the one loss was by one point. Five and one against Texas and Oklahoma combined. Take that! And there there are games there from 09, 11, 13. I mean, they've played recently. We'll dive into this dating the Big 12 topic some more and the details of what Barry Trammell told us. That's discussed next on BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Go Australia. (laughs) This is Michael Alisa, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Michael Alisa will play linebacker for the BYU football team this fall. Once again. One man, two positions. <laughs> this fall. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan and his mustache still live from Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. It's gone on Friday. Heck yeah. Hey, follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash BYU Sports. If you missed the interview we just did with Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman, he talked about a, an idea of a, a scheduling agreement between BYU and the Big 12. You can catch that on YouTube in the next couple hours. Also, New thing we're doing here, Insta Clips. Follow us on Twitter. We'll give you clips of what's going on uh, the show during the show. Insta Clips. <laughs> it's also, an amazing it's dynamic. All, it's also a place where you can get your hair cut in a minute or less. Our Twitter question today, what B5 conference would you like to see BYU enter into a scheduling agreement with? The Matt Gentleman 87 says the Pac-12, it geographically makes sense, yes. and they already schedule BYU almost every year. Also, Tom Homo has said that is where our biggest fan base, of course, yes. outside of Utah County resides, is Guess on what? the West Coast. Guess what? It's bigger in pa- the Pac-12 than it is in Utah. There are more BYU fans outside of Utah than there are in Utah. That's simple math. And it's on the West Coast. Oregon, Washington, California. 
there was this, I almost went to a high school in Washington that had its own seminary building. In Washington, there are BYU fans there. I'm waiting for a conference to come out and say, we are going to include BYU as a P5 non-conference opponent. I imagine it's this awkward thing at the dance, like <laughs> BYU is coming out like, hey, anyone want to dance? And the Power Five are there, and they're like, uh, the ACC, and the, the S- everyone looks at the SEC, and the SEC is like, uh, no. And then the ACC is like, yeah, yeah n- me neither. That's what it's like. Yeah. No one wants to be the one that's like, yeah, I'll, we'll dance with you. It's the big, it's the big the 12, the, wall, dance the wallflower staying back right now. Hmm. Yeah. You know, examining. They're just hanging out. Yeah, they're just hanging out. By the way, Pac-12 schools, BYU has at least one Pac-12 school scheduled every season through 2025 except for one season right now. It's already always, there. Yeah. Well, well, no, because 2014 there's one, 2015 there's one, 2016 there's three, and then you go two, 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 three, two, one, two, zero, one. When I say that, I mean the history. Yes. BYU has a history. You really with let the, me ramble on there the West without... Coast teams. <laughs> I, I know. I was waiting. That's I why was, you do this whole show. Is I let me ramble on. Stuck staring at your mustache once again. I forgot everything. You're that was not in the my first mind. man. <laughs> Barry Trammell said some really interesting things, and again, this is merely an idea. So if you're just joining the program, BYU <laughs> has no not. It's just an idea. Has not announced a scheduling agreement with the Big Twelve. This is just Plan B for Breaking. BYU. This is not official. Exactly. Based on the article recently published in the Oklahoman by Barry Trammell, a fan in West Virginia posed the question, why not schedule BYU in the Big 12 with an agreement much like Notre Dame does with the Atlantic Coast Conference? Five games a year. Sign me up. Let's go. So, number one, Trammell says, he says the BYU football program and the quality of football is the least of the BYU problems. Now, that is interesting to me because when you think about BYU in the Big 12 – you think about football. Yeah. And football is the least abused problem. So what is he talking about? What are those? Well, he brought up geography for one. Yes. And by the way, we've, we've done the math. Depending on where you look, at yeah. Big Dan D11, our uh, details guru, he said <laughs> uh, that actually Provo is 123 miles shorter than the distance from OKC to Morgantown. Okay, see the Provo. Is that in a straight line on a, an yeah. airplane when you ride? Look, when, you look, when you look on Google Maps or MapQuest, that's roads. That's not straight distance. As the crow flies or an owl delivers the mail, whatever. BYU is closer than Morgantown, whatever. So the geography. Yes. I get that. If the Big 12 expands, it's natural that they'd go east because there's not as many teams west. There's no interest. travel partner for West Virginia. They're out on the island, as he said, in the east. They didn't get Louisville, which he called a huge mistake. Which Louisville. Say it. Louisville. Say it correctly. Louisville. <laughs> uh, they didn't get Louisville. Okay. What? How big Which a they should was have. That, that was. Mm. I know it's all about football, but hoops, too. I mean, that's a hoops power. Well, Louisville's a good football team, too. Uh, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater Teddy. did really good things for that team. Teddy's last Bridgewaters. Year. Yes. So now they're kind of like, well, do we go west because we need an east team? Do we get an east team and then bring on BYU because they're in the west? So yeah. geography is a huge part of it. Then yeah. he brought up the trust, the absence of trust because BYU, unlike with the Pac-12, they do not have a lengthy history playing Big and 12 understanding teams. Eight, I, I don't know what the relationship with the athletic directors are, the presidents at all. Um, that's interesting to me. So if football is the least of BYU's problems – and he said, oh, by the way, that he feels the program certainly stacks up and is deserving of a P5 distinction because we asked him, do you see a scenario where BYU gets into the Big 12? He didn't hesitate at all. He said, yeah, 
I've thought about it a lot. Let's not forget that guys like ESPN's Kirk Herbstreit have said the same thing when the ACC and the SEC brought out their debate. He said, this is ridiculous. Why would you not include BYU as a P5 team? That's, that's just dumb. Yeah, and this, I mean, we made a big deal about it at the time, and I said, I'm, I'm not worried about what this means now. I'm worried about what it means for the future. In the future. BYU. But if BYU uh, can get into a P5 where you have some kind of scheduling agreement, that's fine. Remember this. BYU is in a conference. Huh? The ESPN conference. ESPN ah, is yes. in BYU's corner. If BYU and Oklahoma have a game in 09, it's because ESPN says, hey, got something in the works. Jerry's World, you two, first college football game there. What do you think? And BYU goes and wins, and boom, goes to Dynamite. BYU's <laughs> ranked fifth in two weeks. They then <laughs> blow it against Florida State, but they were fifth at the time. ESPN is in BYU's corner. They are going to help BYU. They want BYU involved in college football. What did Joe Tessitore say on like the 12th show that we ever did in September? He said that BYU is good for college football. I don't even think it was number 12. That was the first week of the show. And he was did it, say that. Was it that? It was it was Because it was before two, Texas. Because it was Texas. It was after Virginia, before Texas. That was, was it the week, fifth show? That was show? week number one. It was one. the fifth show. Yes. So he said BYU is important for college football. That is the Heismanologist for ESPN. And really, their go-to guy behind Chris Fowler now when it comes to calling college football games? Sure. The point being... National relevance. BYU is, is on the cusp of being on the in crowd. I just don't want to be left out. That's my concern. When the ACC and SEC said that, I thought, hmm, if the lines were drawn now, BYU's out. So if you but the lines are not drawn yet. If you can't get in right now, what's the next best thing? Why not a scheduling, scheduling agreement? agreement? Let's date. And what's hilarious about that interview is during our pre-production meeting, you said... Look, BYU needs to get a girlfriend and date her for a little while in the Big 12 before you get married. And, th- and then Trammell said, let's date. And I looked at you during the interview and I thought, that's hilarious that you both made that same conclusion. BYU is a divorced college football team. <laughs> they divorced the Mountain West. BYU got needy. The Mountain West couldn't put up with it and vice versa. Yeah. B- and... It's interesting that Trammell mentioned the perception is that BYU is hard to work with and whatnot. Sure. You know what? Texas has the same perception to Kansas, uh, the Orphan Five, as we learned from Chip Brown. Uh, <laughs> the Orphan Five. That's a slap in the face to those schools. They, that same perception happens with Texas, and then Oklahoma's right by them like, yeah, yeah, I'm your wingman. Like, we're cool too, right? That's the perception I get. What does it do for the Big 12 if you have this scheduling agreement with BYU? Well, it makes the schedule more interesting. And he said, half those teams are playing run-dums. Run-dums, okay, meaning lower-tier teams. So the Big 12 teams, like Kansas and Iowa State and Baylor, they need Why help. Why did they throw Baylor in there? They won the Big 12. They've been scrutinized for a long time. They, I know, they've been bad a, until RG3. But for not having a non-conference, like a power non-conference schedule. They don't play anybody in the non-conference. That's fine. Just win all your conference games. So, but nobody's watching those game. games. They want people to generate money and revenue by watching games, to sell advertising. If you're a P5, you need one compelling non-conference game. That's it. They need some that help getting solid opponents and on their non-conference your conference, schedule. You're in the college football playoff if you're undefeated. The Big 12 has to decide it wants to expand. And then he said then they've got to decide that they want to expand with BYU. Yeah, those are two different things. But he ultimately said the thing that we've been harping on forever, and that is TV money calls the shots. If TV's TV calls the shots. It, if TV wants it to happen, it will happen. And guess who BYU's hanging out with with TV? 
ESPN. We've that been, helps. We've been harping on that from the get-go. If BYU can prove it's profitable and an undeniable revenue-generating machine and a program that wins on top of that, oh, they're going to get in at some point. Time to win. Time to win 11 or 12 games this year. Who do you want to see BYU enter into a scheduling agreement with? We read your tweets next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Jeremy, you know what happens mm, five days from now? BYU Football Media Day starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The state of the program, 12 to 2 Eastern, a two-hour edition of this program, BYU Sports Nation. And then 3 Eastern, BYU Football, great moments then and now. Program? Yeah. (laughs) Yep, I went there. Program. Use the hashtag BYUSN to get involved in our conversation whenever Diabetes. and wherever you feel like it. What? <laughs> Quaker I'm Wilford Oats. Brimley for Quaker, Quaker Oats. Oats. What P5 conference would you like to see BYU enter into a scheduling agreement with? Let's hit up the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. Twitter. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> it gets me every time. Okay. At Myra Company FF. I have Pac-12 for a BYU agreement to a P5. It always brings my heart to victory. One team, one state. We know One why. team, one state. It seems like the Pac-12 is the easy answer because of the history and the already scheduled games in the future. It goes through 2025 in your uh, little yeah. spreadsheet, but there it's are 19 little. games scheduled against Pac-12 teams. 20 including this year. BYU has a game scheduled in 2025 with Stanford. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and people thought we would never be able to schedule Stanford after some fallout with the Pac-12 expansion between California and Stanford. Well, what do you know? We got Cal Berkeley on the schedule this year, and we have Stanford Boo-hoo, in the future. BYU can't sch- yes, they can. They're doing it. Stop it. At sports underscore blue. Pac-12 makes the most sense geographically, and right now they are the second best football conference in the country. Do you agree with that? Yes. Overall, as a, confer- as a conference, the amount of ranked teams, teams you get in bowls, all that – now, do they have the t- top tier teams compared to the Big Ten or mm. the you know like you could argue the Big Ten has the second who yields the second best team every year? The SEC yields the second best team every year, probably. Pac twelve's right there though. Pac twelve's really good. There's a reason Utah's five and seven. Yeah, I don't know. ACC's pretty strong though, dude. <laughs> you have the likes of Virginia. <laughs> ah, that still hurts. <laughs> At Laser Sheep. The Big 12, first because they are a potential home. Yes, date the Big 12. But BYU Pac-12 matchups are fun. If the Pac-12 was possible home, it would be number one for me. So I'm I'm kind of, I think you're there, right? If if the Pac-12 was interested at all, you would want to put the push there. Expand into the, if BYU could be in any conference in America, Pac-12. It It makes makes sense. It makes the most sense. I think that some BYU fans just get annoyed with, well, the Pac-12 doesn't want us, so we don't want them. Some some fans too, I think, just want something different. The Pac, the Big Twelve, we just haven't really played those teams as much, so it'd be interesting. Is We've it, seen Arizona come into the Lavelle Edwards Stadium and Washington and whoever, but we haven't seen an Oregon State, Texas Tech, and you know Oklahoma coming to Provo or whatever. It'd be new and fun. It'd be new and fun, yes. Do all of the Pac-12 schools have problems with BYU? Because for years I've heard it's just two of the Bay Area teams that have had issues with BYU. I understand Cal's beef with BYU. Yes. I understand that. Anyone else? Stanford has had some weird things with BYU. I know. They're still going to schedule games. But they're still scheduling games. Guess what? BYU is a game with Cal this year. 
BYU's future games with Stanford. So, yeah, I mean, the Pac-12 makes the most sense, but the Big 12 is the best opportunity because you would assume, like most national people looking at the scope of things are, is that they're eventually going to need to expand. You would th- if they want to stay relevant and be in this playoff discussion, they're going to need a championship game. They're going to need an 11th and 12th team. And they're going to have to get a team into the college football playoff consistently, or as Barry Trammell said from the Oklahoman earlier on the program, program, he thinks that they may uh, they may decide that they need to have a conference game and exp- expand and have a conference game if they're not getting into their that. hand is going to be forced yes. unless they can consistently do that. Yeah, which so, is so that'd be interesting this year. An entirely different topic. What yeah. what four conferences or conferences at all uh, do you think get into the college football playoffs this year? Mm. I think the ACC. I think maybe Florida State. ACC. Florida State is an obvious. You know. Uh, Two SEC selection. teams, maybe. Then who else? Is and then, the Big and then 10? it's a Big Ten or a Pac-12 or a. Is it Oregon? Is it or is Big it 12? Yeah, Oklahoma. You know, is it Ohio State? It, does Michigan State stay where where they are? They had a, yeah. Are the comp, are the power Ohio five State conferences that are being left out of the playoff? Like what what happens for them? What's the mentality of those conferences? Like oh no. We we need to be more relevant. You better you better believe they're really invested in who the best team is and that they get into the playoff. At Vocal Point Fan, the Pac-12 keep the majority of the games in the West. So there are some people that like the idea the of playing sure. new teams, yeah. but your your biggest fan base you got to go with what the athletic director says. I'd I'd like to play a lot of Pac-12 teams because we we can generate revenue and remain relevant that way. There are BYU fans in Utah that will travel to those games. That's within reach. Uh, Portland, Seattle, 14, 17 hours. People drive. Make that. You and I, in 06, as BYU students, drove down to Arizona to see that game. That one hurts, too. And BYU lost. Nick Folk, forget you, man. <laughs> a 49 yard or I whatever ar- it was to I win the game. I argued in the stands with some fan about Nate Mickle getting uh, crushed on a punt. I was like, that is unsportsmanlike, and you know it. You know, I was like, really fired up. <laughs> Nate Mickle, by the way, later revealed that he, f- he stayed down a little longer just to try and draw a penalty. Oh, nice. Good move, Soccer Nate. Soccer move? Good move. Sideline reporters unite, Nate. Love me some Nate, who I believe is getting a doctoral degree or got a master at Stanford. Yeah, uh, he's a smart guy. Yeah. Uh, listen, the one thing that we haven't talked about today that BYU absolutely needs to do if they want inclusion in any degree, whether it be a scheduling agreement or eventual invitation, is win. And that starts in late August. Countdown to Connecticut. 72. Nailed it. 72 days away from UConn, BYU, <laughs> and East Hartford, Connecticut at Rentschler Field. Math is a wonderful thing. We started at 238, so that means, what's 72 times 3? That's like 226. Why would you ask me that? I'm saying we're in the final third quadrant. The third quadrant? We're in the third trimester. We're in the- <laughs> what? <laughs> the huh? What is going on? <laughs> Dude, get it together. Focus, Spencer. BYU Sports Station rolls on after this. 216. This is Bronco Mendenhall, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jaron Jordan about to wrap things up. It's that time of year where there just really isn't as much for the whip. The BYU Sports season has sort of ended with track and field. Men's soccer continues. That's you could you could say maybe that's the beginning of the next season, but that's One. the only sport. 
going on right now in men's soccer. They're the one doing thing quite I well, do want to mention that if you missed early on in the show is that BYU in Texas, according to a Big 12 college football expert, uh, David Ubin, yep. is that right? Fox Sports Southwest. Fox Sports Southwest. Listed all 30 Big 12 non-conference games, ranked all of them. BYU-Texas ranked number five. That's ahead of Oklahoma-Tennessee, just behind Florida State-Oklahoma State. That screams... That's a big game. BYU is important in the national landscape of college football. More than Tennessee. Tennessee's yes. dropped off. You, Tennessee's talk, you talk about a drop-off. They're a dumpster fire, but they're still Tennessee. They BYU's a- at least... Uh, look, I want BYU to win double-digit games every year because then you're ranked, you're relevant. But BYU's dropped to eight. I mean, it could be a lot worse. We're not talking about... Oh, two, three, four here, losing records, unacceptable. We're talking about eight wins. But that's still, BYU's standard is so high that eight wins is not, not enough. BYU football signee, Kyle Van Noy Light, as Jeremy Jordan he has looks dubbed like him. Kyle Van Noy. Fred Warner joins us tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. We're going to find out what he has planned for his inclusion in this BYU football team. Who gets our rise and shout today? Who should get that? Who who earns our rise and shout? Should we give it to the West Virginia fan that brought this up? Sure. <laughs> well, normally we give it to a BYU That's person true. of some sort. Uh, 72 days until the game. Riker Matthews is number 72. Oh, nice. Riker Matthews gets today's rise and shout. Riker! One of okay. the 10 returning offensive linemen with starting experience from last year. Let's read some tweets. Ten. Shall we? Should we read some more tweets? Twitter, Twitter time? Twitter, oh, no, nope, no, no more nope. Twitter time. <laughs> time to go yet again, yet again. You want to go for the second day in a row? You want to go to Twitter when we have we I have to leave. You, I want to make people go. feel special. Come on, I'm just trying to help out the BYU Sports Nation fans. Thanks for our guest, Barry Trammell. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter. It's time for me to throw stuff. Yeah, you throw. You stuff. have ten. Worry seconds. about your job. I'll do mine. Episodes wow. of the show on BYUSportsNation.com every You're afternoon. You're a little hard to for work Jim, with. BYU. I am Spencer. <laughs> Shout out to Glenn Kozlowski, BYU Sports Nation. Back.